Hello everyone and welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. So before we get started today, I want to go ahead and remind everyone to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening to podcasts. It helps to get this out into the algorithm so more people get to hear the word of God. So today is going to be a Give Me an Answers clip with a Cliff Classic. This is Trust in the Person of Jesus, Not a Religion. You know, this one actually strikes me, um, strikes home to me. Um, I, uh, I can say from my experience, I have seen many times, I'll talk about my mother-in-law. She's a wonderful woman. I love her to death, and she has been nothing but loving. But I have recognized where a lot of people are, and I'm pretty sure are very much in what she does. In the sense of, the loyalty relies in religion of going to church. I believe I trust in the Catholic Church. I trust in this church. I trust in the religion of Christianity. And it becomes all about showing up to church. You have to look a certain way at church. You have to talk a certain way at church. You have to act a certain way at church. You have to follow certain um, uh, traditions at church. And next thing you know, you're loving the church. And when scrutiny comes to the church and you have to say, okay, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, or whatnot, or you get critical over it, suddenly it's about defending the church and not defending Jesus Christ. And that's why I look at, I go, it's interesting. I've had people even ask me before, like, hey, Nick, have you, do you trust religion? I see you trust religion. I have to, I have to correct them all the time. I say, I don't trust religion. I have never trusted religion or church or Christianity. I put my trust in Jesus Christ. See, the church is just a bunch of people, like a corporation, right? Um, the church is, the religion is just a group of people. They are as flawed as I am. They have their sins, they have their fall, follies, they have their all, all their problems. Everyone has them. So to put my trust and faith into that is incorrect. I do believe we do need a church. We do need an institution, a building, a location. That's that's what Christ calls us to have. But I don't believe that the church should be seen as, if I go to church, in other words, like a salvationary thing. You go to church, you'll, you'll go to heaven. That's not how this works. So my trust, again, I, can't, I cannot stress it enough is in Jesus Christ, in the cross, and what he did on the cross in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, not the church. The church is supposed to be the vessel. It's supposed to be um, Christ's work on earth. It's supposed to be the mechanism, the medium in which Christ does work. Now, that's not the only medium. Like, don't get me wrong. You don't go to church and it's miracle after miracle after miracle. God can use anyone at any time, in any place, in any situation to do anything he wants. He's not bounded by a building. But you see where I'm coming from here. So I think Cliff makes a really good point here where he talks about this. And we're going to hear this from other students who are discussing this. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about are we really trusting, are you really trusting religion or are you trusting in Jesus Christ? So let's tune in. A person who lives a morally superior life to me but rejects Christ's death on the cross on their behalf is not going to heaven because although they live a morally superior life to me, they have done wrong as Mother Teresa did, as Gandhi did, as we all have done. And before a holy God, they are separated. That's why we need Jesus. He bled and died on a cross to absorb the penalty for our wrongdoing, thereby offering us the option of forgiveness if we choose it.
somebody in who, who came up with the idea of society and its laws, governing laws, started it off for some reason, for some purpose, for his gain. For some reason, society continued and caused its continuance. You can have individuals that break away, but if every, everybody started to break away from society, it would fall apart at some point. Perhaps society is just some sort of way of, some sort of separate entity that causes its own continuance. But you can have, any individual can have his own way of thinking or his own ways of rules that, that can break away from society at any point. It's just that society happens to be such a strong entity and set of rules that it causes its own continuance. You look at it okay. that way. And suppose, and then the question I was going to ask earlier was, you have this, this idea of free will, right. which is, which is per perhaps divine. What if at some point, a number of years down the road, a computer were to have free will? Okay. In the sense that you cannot, by interacting with this computer, figure out that this computer is not, does not have free will, that this computer is not alive by the way we think. Great question. One of my pieces of evidence for the existence of God is free will. Why? I am convinced if there is no God, reality is matter and energy, which means it's impossible to have free will, because all I am is a highly complex biochemical reaction. But my experience of life tells me I'm capable of self-reflection. I'm capable of leaving Columbia this afternoon, going back to my home, sitting on my bed and saying, when I answered that student, good job, Cliff. When I answered him, lousy job. In fact, when I answered this gentleman, I was rude. Don't do that again, Cliff. I can judge myself. I can reflect. Okay. I have free will. My experience of free will convinces me there's more to reality than matter and energy. There's got to be some type of God who gives us this gift of free will that goes beyond matter and energy. Oh, yeah, I buy that. You buy that, okay. Okay, then why, why can't... Wait, 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 come on, wait, wait, go ahead. What? Then why cannot, why can you, why are you saying that a computer cannot do this? Okay, good, good. Is it possible for a human being to make a creator with free will? Well, as, as I view reality, yeah, that would be possible. A human being, incredible gifts of creativity, creates a type of life. That's exactly what I as a theist believe. Intelligent personal being, God, creates beings with free will. What I do not believe is that you're going to have matter and energy just coming together and then all of a sudden free will. There's got to be some type of creative spark, some type of soul, some type of individuality, some type of personality in order for there to be free will. Which there just can't be matter and energy. Which creative spark created God? God is eternal. Doesn't have a beginning. Now that doesn't satisfy me. I understand you're going to go crazy. I don't blame you. All right. But here's what helps me think through that difficult issue. It's real simple. In answer to the question, what is eternal? I only know of four options. And if you guys know of another one, please tell me. First option, in the beginning, there's nothing. That great philosopher, Julie Andrews, saying, nothing comes from nothing. Nothing ever could. So obviously, I can't accept that option, that in the beginning, there's nothing. Second option, in the beginning, there's matter and energy. All right, that's naturalism, materialism. I think free will. I think that love, I think that moral absolutes, moral indignation over the atrocities of Kau and Auschwitz knocked that one out of the picture for me. Thirdly, in the beginning, there's an intelligent mind, creates an orderly design, steps back and could give a rip. That's deism, all of Thomas Jefferson. Fourth option, in the beginning, there's an intelligent mind, creates, gives life, and wants to be involved, engaged in our lives. That's obviously what the Torah, Judaism, it's obviously what the New Testament, faith in Christ, 
insists is right. So of those four options, for me, the most plausible is number three and number four, the intelligent mind one, and the revelation of Jesus Christ convinces me that the fourth option, which I wish would be right, is indeed right. That God really gives a rip about you and me. He actually loves us. And that's why he sent his son Jesus Christ to bleed and die on a cross to forgive us, to give us life eternal. That's exciting. Are you, are you bounded by truth uh, based only on your experience? No. Well, you just said that you were. No. You said from your experience. Right. Well, and then I asked if you were bounded by your experience, and you said no. So if you're not bounded by your experience, then why are you bounded by your experience and your idea of free will? Well, are you using the word binded or bounded, or what, what's that word you're using? You're not even understanding my simple words now. You said that, that, that your experience was based on free will. So then I ask if, you're, if, if your ideas were bounded totally by your experience. You said you're not bounded by your experience. So I asked again, are you bounded by your experience or are you not bounded All right. by your experience? Here's how I attack life. I use what I have. I don't have Michael Jordan's body. I got this body and I play ball as hard as I can and love it. I don't have Albert Einstein's mind. I got a very low IQ compared to you guys, compared to Albert Einstein. But what I have, I use. And I don't have incredible creativity, but what I have, I use. And I have free will, and so I use that. And I'm convinced that God, by his Holy Spirit, reaches out. And so I'll use that as well. I'll use whatever I got. And at times it's pretty limited resources I have, but I'm going to use the limited resources I do have. One of those happens to be a degree of free will. I'm just curious, where, in, in terms of if I'm a Christian, yes. and I say God is my Savior, Jesus Christ came to forgive my sins, I guess the thing that I've struggled with since I was a child is where do you draw the line? I mean, how do I know what's enough? Why am I here? Why, why am I out doing what you're doing right now? You know, why am I going to school? How do I know, how do I balance my life and say, okay, I, I mean, people give me this answer all the time when you're supposed to pray and it's supposed to come to you, but what if it's just not coming to me? Am I doing something wrong? Should I be out making fishers of men all the time like Jesus commands us to do? Or should I be studying my electrical engineering right now? Okay, great question. <laughs> What does it mean to put my faith in Christ? It means that I trust that he bled and died on a cross for my sin. I'm trusting him to get me to heaven. When anybody says to me all religions are the same, it shows they're not very religious or they haven't taken the time to study the major world religions. When you study the major, major world religions, although there are similarities, particularly in the area of ethics, there's a fundamental contradiction when it comes to just this point. Religion says, get your act together and you'll make it. Jesus says, you'll never make it on your own. I did something for you you cannot do for yourself. Come to me, Christ says. Put your faith not in my teachings, not in my example, in me. And enter a spiritual relationship with me. Then from that faith in Christ, from that spiritual relationship, follows a lifestyle. That's why all you guys know very well that if I say I'm a follower of Christ, whap, why'd you do it? Cliff, because he's Asian. He needs his face rearranged. You'd look me in the face and you'd say, you're a hypocrite, Cliff. And when you use that word hypocrite, that is vice playing a compliment to virtue. You're right. If I claim to be a follower of Christ and dehumanize him, that's wrong. So when you put your faith in Christ, it leads to a lifestyle, a lifestyle of obedience to Jesus Christ. And that's why I don't like Jesus. I like spirituality American style, which is I get to be spiritual. And Jesus has this very uncomfortable way of saying, sorry, guy. Faith in me is linked to ethics and morality. 
And if you want to put your faith in me, Cliff, you can't sleep around, can't cheat on your wife, can't steal money in a smooth way. You got to live a life of integrity and honesty. And I don't like that. I prefer to do it my way. But if my faith in Christ is genuine, it's going to be shown in my lifestyle. And so you're a student here at Columbia, and it's going to be shown in your lifestyle. Why do you get an education? Not to position yourself simply to make a higher pay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. I hope that this ministry has blessed you. I hope that you got a lot of answers to your questions and that this has helped further your faith in Jesus Christ. Before we get going, though, I want to go ahead and remind everyone on here to go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening to podcasts. It really helps this get into the algorithm and more people get to hear the word of God. Again, I always encourage people, I cannot say this enough, I put your trust into Jesus Christ. Look at the evidence. Look at how Jesus compares to all the other world religions and, and see how Jesus is more reliable than any other religions. And don't put your trust in religion or even a church. Put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ. So with that, until next time, we meet again. May God richly bless y'all, my dearly beloved.